Welcome to the Curious Podcast, where we are constantly in the process of getting to the bottom of shit. Hey guys, I know you missed us, we missed you too, but we had to take care of some things. So, on to this week's episode. These days, life is real dystopian if you watch the news or TV in general. People are more isolated and less social, and mental health issues have increased at an astronomical rate. Suicides have skyrocketed in all parts of the world, with younger and younger kids taking their own lives amidst the devolution of our societies. With the world becoming more and more disconnected as we edge closer to the metaverse, Japan is a leading example of what our entire world could be like in the not-so-far future. Japan has had a history of high suicide rates amongst younger and older age groups due to the many societal pressures in the country. There is also a very strong shame culture, so disappointing family or not being able to fulfill the duties expected of you have greater consequences. On top of that, many people isolate themselves in the country and it is common for some to not leave their house for months or even years. In 2015, the BBC covered some of these issues. Quote, There are not many ways to express anger or frustration in Japan, says Mr. Nishida. This is a rule-orientated society. Young people are moulded to fit into a very small box. They have no way to express their true feelings. They feel under pressure from their boss and get depressed. Some feel the only way out is to die. Technology may be making things worse, increasing young people's isolation. Japan is famous for a condition called hikikomori, a type of acute social withdrawal. The Japanese Ministry of Health, Labour and Welfare defines hikikomori as people who refuse to leave their house and isolate themselves from society in their homes for a period exceeding six months. According to government figures released in 2010, there are 700,000 individuals living as hikikomori with an average age of 31. An overlapping group of people with the hikikomori otaku are geeks or nerds. While hikikomori is mostly a Japanese phenomenon, cases have even been found in the United States, Oman, Spain, Italy, South Korea and France. The young person affected may completely shut himself, it is most often a male, off from the outside world, withdrawing into a room and not coming out for months or even years. But that is only the most extreme form of what is now a widespread loss of direct face-to-face socialising. A recent survey of young Japanese people's attitudes to relationships and sex turned up some extraordinary results. Published in January by the Japan Family Planning Association, it found that 20% of men aged 25 to 29 had little or no interest in having a sexual relationship. End quote. Wow, imagine 25 to 29 year old men not being interested in sex. Japan has become increasingly more lonely over the last few decades. More and more people are living alone and just not getting married. However, this shift has not been met with open arms as Japanese society remains as conservative and rigid as ever. In a 2018 article, the Japan Times predicted that by 2040, over 40% of households would just be single people living alone. 
The situation is dire in Japan as their population growth continues to stagger and shrink, with about a third of the country being elderly. This demographic is the fastest growing and they are also living much longer. As modern as Japan appears, you still do get judged for being unmarried or not having a family. Japanese culture, just like most Asian cultures, are still heavily influenced by the idea of saving face. If you haven't heard, saving face is all about how you are perceived by society or your immediate community. Having a good image is of the highest importance in Japan and many go to great lengths for that image to be preserved. This is exactly what the driving force is in many Japanese people renting family members, spouses and even friends. Yes, you heard it here first. It sounds creepy to rent someone to pretend to be your wife, daughter or boyfriend but it is completely the norm in Japan. It's so common that the rent-a-family model is a booming business with people from all age spans using the service as the demand skyrockets. A Medium article details the working of this bizarre business. Quote, However, single-person households or any household types that deviate from the nuclear family structure face prejudice from institutions and society. Younger unmarried people have fewer public housing subsidies. A child of a single parent is more likely to be the subject of bullying and harassment in school. As the old Japanese saying goes, the nail that sticks out gets hammered down. The reality is that there is still a lot of stigma attached to being an atypical family in Japan. This has given rise to the rent-a-family business in Japan. For about an average of 20,000 yen, around $190, you can rent a family member. People can request their family substitute to be of a certain age, accent, appearance, personality, and even adopt a particular clothing style." End quote. You can say this booming business is the result of a stagnant population where loneliness is rife and people have isolated themselves from wider society. The unrealistic pressures of Japanese work life also creates a byproduct of issues that include depression, high suicide rates, and a general lack of time for self. Japan is known as having one of the worst work-life balance ratios and most, if not all, employees work ridiculously long hours, barely seeing family or friends if they have any. Japan is trying to change this now as the government proposed a four-day work week last year, but it is down to the business's own discretion if they want to give their employees a four-day work week. Some may say it's too late for these kinds of proposals as the damage has been done. Employees can end up totally dropping out of society due to the stringent work hours and little time off. Some leave their jobs and become hikikomoris, who are even more isolated as they do not leave the house for years and years, usually relying solely on a family member they live with, such as an elderly parent, for money, food and survival. A lot of the rent-a-family businesses are unique to Japan at the moment, but it's not the first time in history that people are paying for someone else to play a role. It's actually happened throughout history, and The New Yorker gives a few examples. Quote, Still, although it goes without saying that many aspects of the Japanese rental relative business must be specific to Japan, it is also the case that people throughout human history have been paying strangers to fill roles that their kinfolk performed for free. Hired mourners existed in ancient Greece, Rome and China in the Judeo-Christian tradition and 
in the early Islamic world. They were denounced by Solon, by St. Paul and by St. John Chrysostom. They still exist in China, India and lately England, where an Essex-based service, Rent a Mourner, has been operating since 2013. And what are babysitters, nurses and cooks if not rental relatives, filling some of the roles traditionally performed by mothers, daughters and wives? End quote. I'm pretty sure I don't have to explain to listeners about hired mourners, as this was actually a common thing in most parts of the world. England is pretty late on that front. There are still hired professional mourners in other places like Ghana, Nigeria and Kenya, and it is a flourishing business with most mourners making a lot of money. I mean, it sounds great, you know, showing up to someone's funeral and basically crying and maybe making a scene to show that the person was well-loved and missed and then getting some cash for that? I think that's great. I like this take from The New Yorker about hiring nannies, cooks or nurses because a lot of wealthy people can't afford to do that. So technically you could say they are being rented for a role because if a family weren't able to afford those services, one if not both of the parents would be carrying out those duties. So are most, if not all of our service jobs, someone hired to play a role. Speaking of playing a role, Speaking of playing a role, some people are paid to do absolutely nothing. A 38-year-old man in Japan has been making thousands from just being hired by people to do the bare minimum. That's the ultimate job, honestly. Sign me up. The Independent reports, quote, Morimito first offered his services in June 2018 after posting a tweet that said, I offer myself for rent as a person who does nothing. Is it difficult for you to enter a shop on your own? Are you missing a player on your team? Do you need someone to keep a place for you? I can't do anything except easy things. Although originally offering his services for free, Morimito now charges to reduce the volume of requests and to discourage time wasters and says he sees three or four clients a day and 3,000 since he first launched his services. People rent him for various reasons, he says, but most are bored or lonely and simply want to be listened to. He has been hired to have lunch, pose for photographs on Instagram, accompany someone filing for divorce, catch butterflies in the park, and to listen to healthcare workers struggling with their work. One man hired him to describe a murder he had committed, while, <laughs> while another paid Morimito to take him from the hospital to revisit the spot where he had attempted suicide. Morimito, who is married and holds a postgraduate degree in physics from Osaka University, told the Mainichi newspaper, I am not a friend or an acquaintance. I am free of the annoying things that go with the relationships, but I can ease people's feelings of loneliness. End quote. My personal favourite is the person who hired Morimito to confess a murder he had committed because is that protected under some sort of client confidentiality? Did he actually commit a murder? Was he just fucking with the guy to see what he would do? I want to know more about that story because if someone is paying you to share the details of a murder, then they might really need to get that off their chest. Which means there might be a ring of truth to that. As you can see, I'm very, very interested in Morimito's murderer client. However, jokes aside, there is a serious underlying problem within Japanese society as renting people is all too common and one of the biggest reasons for this is loneliness. 
The idea of renting someone for company is not new as some escorts don't even have sex with their clients. Many pay for the company and to have someone to speak to. The lack of meaningful personal connections are what would drive someone to seek a service like this out. And to pay for it means you can't get it for free in your own personal life, which adds to a very sad undertone to the whole thing. The Business Insider reported the following, quote, Japan has recently struggled with managing loneliness and social isolation among residents. In 2020, the country reported rising suicide rates for the first time in 11 years and appointed a Minister of Loneliness to help tackle the problem. End quote. Many in Japan have already been extremely isolated by choice, so I can only imagine the impact of further isolation during the pandemic, as Japan was one of the first countries to quickly lock down in 2020. There are many medical issues that can occur in the human body when someone is too isolated. Since COVID, there have been quite a few people from the medical community that have advised against major lockdowns due to the mental and physical effects it has on people. We are social creatures after all, and some people are outwardly more affected by isolation than others, but studies have shown that your heart can literally break from being too isolated for too long. That's how dangerous it is. I'm sure world governments saw the effects that lockdowns had on people. Many can never recover from that level of isolation, but they still went ahead and carried out more. The real pandemic was how many people died from taking their own lives due to being cut off from regular society and routine. Child suicide rates even went up, which alarmed many experts. Tying that into the problem in Japan, having a society with so many that live alone is like watching a car crash in slow motion. You can't stop it, but you can see where it all went wrong. Business Insider wrote an article about the damage that social isolation has on the brain and body in 2018. This included some interesting findings. This will definitely be included in the source material, so be sure to have a read of the whole article as it's very shocking. Quote, Going without human contact for too long can literally break your heart. That's according to a new study of social isolation published in the Journal of the American Heart Association in May which tracked more than 1,600 people living with heart failure. We've known for a while that being alone is a deadly dangerous condition. Other scholars have estimated that regardless of your heart health, social isolation can increase risk of death anywhere from 50 to 90%. Being socially disconnected can also up your risk of developing high blood pressure or inflammation and make people more aggressive. But for the new study, Researchers looked at a group of patients from rural parts of Minnesota, all dealing with heart failure. They found that those Minnesotans who described their lives as highly socially isolated, seeing virtually no one else on a daily basis, were three and a half times more likely to die than people who were suffering from some of the exact same heart problems, but who reported having enough social support and connections to others. People who didn't have any regular human contact were also more likely to be hospitalized, made more frequent visits to their doctors, and were more likely to be rushed to the emergency room than their peers." End quote. Social interaction, having a sense of community, and having meaningful relationships are just as important as the oxygen we breathe. This is something that is definitely not discussed as much as it should be, and we do not consider it important enough, which is why we have a rise in depression globally, not just in Japan. 
Gen Z kids may be the most isolated generation because they spend most, if not all of their spare time online. They speak with their real life friends online and sometimes they make friends online, friends they will never see or go out with. This may be their only friends in some cases. Many Gen Z kids lack basic social skills. Their attention span is short and a high number struggle with depression and other mental illnesses. This isn't a generalization as I am not painting a whole generation under the same brush. I have younger siblings that are Gen Z and I would consider them very socially capable but it's because I try to instill that in them when they were growing up. Some of it may have stuck. I also made sure to speak to them like equals so they could learn how to have proper conversations. I took them outside a lot too and if we went somewhere specific they would see me interact with other people I didn't know and sometimes laugh and joke with them and then move on. Children are sponges and absorb everything subconsciously. Showing them I could interact with different types of people was a show of my social abilities and confidence. Hence, they became comfortable to do the same. Monkey see, monkey do. However, what I cannot deny is the role the internet has played in further social isolation and the consequences that have come from that. An example of the internet's power comes from an article I saw from Japan Today. Quote, several who feel there was no way out form suicide packs online. As the internet developed throughout the 2000s, Japan witnessed a rise in the incidence of group suicides. A psychology professor at Nigata Sierra University commented on the issue. Depressed young people and the internet. It's a very dangerous mix. Many young people try to kill themselves but can't carry through. But when a group of strangers meet on an internet suicide site and someone suggests a very specific way to die, that's the dangerous dynamics behind group suicides. Others have underlined how such despondent group dynamics can feed individuals' darker impulses. Individuals may not be fully able to make decisions by themselves, but group momentum might be enough to push individuals into committing the misguided act as an attempt to find release for their mental suffering." End quote. That reminds me of the whole Tumblr era when a lot of people in my age group were on it heavily and seeing them now it's like depression has become their personality. Honestly, and a lot of them might not be depressed. Their problems are few and far between in the Western world. It's something that they can solve if they just pull their socks up and sucked it up. But a lot of um, girls who used to use Tumblr were very into the whole depression. It made depression very fashionable, which was very weird. It made self-harm a personality trait. It made, it romanticized all of that. And um, that's been very documented now, years later, as we've seen the effects of that. But it's a very good example. And I might make an episode on that one day because I know a lot of people from the Tumblr generation that have been fucked up by it to some extent. In the beginning of this episode, I said that the rest of the world could be going the same way that Japan currently is because the government saw the trends but acted too late. When a population of a country is shrinking because people aren't having enough babies, there are usually early signs of that and then you can predict what a country could look like in 20, 30, 40 years or so. As we see things like the metaverse become a reality, we will have more and more people dropping out of society, like flies. As the price of everything but your wage rises, people will be less and less incentivized to marry and have children, which is an important factor in the Japan crisis. And currently, China is trying to make people have kids, but again, people don't want to have kids because it costs too much money. And China's going through their own dilemma as well of a slowing population. And it's funny how governments try to fix this when it's too late. 
Will people just be living in single pods hooked up to the internet all day in the future? I hope not. This episode was fun to make and a little scary considering the world is changing, so it is possible for things to go left if we don't realise there is a problem. I honestly hope some of us choose real life and real connections and I hope even more that loneliness is just a passing feeling for you sometimes and not a day-to-day reality. I'm also excited to announce the website for the Curious podcast is up and running. Like I said in the last episode, it's still a work in progress because it's pretty new, so it's not going to have all the episode related posts on there yet, but it will. I'm really excited for you all to read, watch and just enjoy what is going to be up on there because I'll be putting most if not all content related to the podcast on there. I've been getting censored a lot on Instagram, so I think I need to be careful with what I post on there unfortunately. But yeah, the Curious Podcast website is up, guys. Um, It's going to have posts relating to my episodes. It's going to have random videos. It's going to have articles. It's going to have interesting images. Um, I'm going to be talking about other topics surrounding things in the world that might pop up and I'll post here and there spontaneously about other world topics that don't relate to the podcast um, directly. The link to my website will be on this episode description as well as future episode descriptions and the website is called thecuriouspodcast.blog and I do hope to hear your feedback and comments about it. I've never really made a website on my own like this and I am doing everything alone. The Curious Podcast is a one-man show so please bear with me but otherwise thanks for listening guys. I really appreciate it. If you're into the strange, morbid or curious I'll see you in the next episode. Stay safe, stay curious, for real.